Good God darn morning, everybody. This is uh, uh, Coffee Sports in the Morning with the Sports Network, Empire Sports Network. I got two uh, great guys right here, two knowledgeable guys right here, man. We got one to my right right here, the Philadelphia native, Philadelphia Phillies, uh, genius guy, uh, <laughs> 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, Philadelphia, whatever you want to got there and call it. He just don't know Philadelphia. He know every goddamn thing. We got my man from Wire to Wire Sports, Gene. How you doing, brother? What's popping, Coach? I appreciate the entrance, <laughs> especially after yeah. yesterday, man. We got a Phillies finally got a win, one and four. We got a W, and the Sixers, man. We'll talk about that. But my man, yeah. Joel, trust the process and bead. And we got the my boy. Mo, the Laker fan, resident Laker fan, right here, got a win versus Utah last night. It must be an exciting, must be a very good win with Utah. Uh, LeBron James pulled him through last night with a game winning basket. But how you doing this morning, Mo? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm good, fellas. I'm good. Good to be with you. It was always good. We ain't got Freddie here. I guess Freddie ducking jeans uh, this morning. <laughs> Tries to duck jeans this morning. So, uh, other than that, man, like I say, we had an exciting night, you know, doing, uh, you know, NBA. We had Joe Allen B, solid night. We got two more games left in the regular season, in the regular season. So, again, but the first topic, we got some NFL OBJ to Baltimore. Uh, Gene, give me your thoughts on that. It's, a, it's not official, right? They didn't even sign him. Yeah, no, I don't think he did. I, I, think he did. I don't know why Odell Beckham Jr. would sign there. I don't understand that. I feel like Odell Beckham Jr. has a, more of a pedigree than to sign with a Lamar Jackson-less Baltimore Ravens team. Like, who's going to be the quarterback? How do you showcase your talent? Like, what type of contract are you signing? Are you signing him to a multi-year contract with a ton of guaranteed money to get him to come there? And if they do that, what money do you have to pay a quarterback? I don't, I don't see it as a good fit. If I'm Odell, I wait for the right situation with the right quarterback. Because we all know how you can be a great wide receiver in this game, but if you don't have the guy that can throw you the football, yep. throw you open, it don't matter. It yep. don't matter. There's so many people we watch that go to situations that are like the end of them because they have a quarterback. Like, look at Terry McLaren's career. That guy could be a top five, top seven receiver in the league. He's just had bad quarterback after bad quarterback go through Washington. You're Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know why you don't wait for a situation that's right for you. Mo, what you got? Yeah, I don't understand the pairing of him in Baltimore. I know he wants money, but do you want money at the expense of the rest of your career? Because that that, that that's what, those are going to just be dead seasons. Like Gene said, we're looking at a guy that when he's healthy, he's probably still a 1,200-yard receiver. And on Baltimore, that's not going to happen. He's not, you know, I know he wants to win, but but people got egos. They want to put up numbers. They want to showcase what they can do. He wants to go back to a Pro Bowl. That's not going to happen in Baltimore. It's definitely not going to happen in Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. That yeah. that pairing doesn't make sense. Odell's smarter than that, I think. Dude, go, go somewhere with a quarterback that can fling the football that needs a talent like you. Take less. Go play with Patrick Mahomes. You'll get you'll get those numbers. You're gonna get that recognition. You'll get that shine. 
and you got a good chance to win a Super Bowl. But I don't understand the pairing of Baltimore. That doesn't make sense. They they couldn't pay to me most top receivers. They're not going there. They're not going because you're not going to put up numbers. Receivers like to put up numbers. They want to catch the football. They want a chance to get individual accolades. That's never going to happen in Baltimore. Look, no offense to Lamar. I'm not sure it happens with him because of how they run their offense. I don't think Odell Beckham is going to put up big, big numbers in that offense, the way they run that offense. The pairing just doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you. And just to add to that, the Baltimore Ravens have spent serious draft capital on weapons and none of them have panned out. So is it really the weapons that they're drafting or is it the, the fact that the way the system is ran uh, Rashad Bateman, I loved him out of Minnesota. I really did. I liked to get uh, you had Hollywood Brown there. Hollywood Brown requested a trade his first six games in Arizona. He was catching the ball better than he has ever has. You got Mark Andrews. You spent draft capital on JK Dobbins. The yeah. Top one, two and three round picks. I don't believe that going to Baltimore – you remember Des Bryant was over there for a little bit. There's a lot of people that go to Baltimore and their numbers just decline because the way that offense is run. And listen, Lamar Jackson needs to be in a situation, if he stays there, in which the offense is predicated around him throwing the ball to, not just him running the ball to extend his career. I mean, mean, like we was talking about yesterday morning – uh, we say people saying Lamar Jackson or Lou is losing out because of the contract. The Ravens are going to do even worse because you got to start over again. Uh, you got to whole revamp a whole new receiving core. You got to revamp that as well. So the only thing you actually got is your star running back, J.K. Dobbins. That's the only thing you really actually got. And Mark Andrews, really, that's the only thing, only two weapons you really got. So, again, if Lamar Jackson does decide, to, uh, they do decide to find out the trade Lamar Jackson – you got to start over at the quarterback position, which is I don't think Baltimore wants to do. You got Rashad Bateman, like you said, Gene, who can be good, but he can't stay on the field at this point. At this point in time, and then he just called out the organization. Uh, he just called out the organization uh, a few week, a week about a week, uh, a few weeks ago. He just called out the organization and let them know how actually uh, it wasn't letting them know how it wasn't pretty much the receiver's fault. But then again, then again. He's on the field. He's off the field all the time. And then you go get a Deshaun. You go get a Deshaun Jackson and a Sammy Watkins. Like that's gonna really help this team out. That's not. That's not good enough. But again, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Baltimore definitely does in this situation right here. But I think Baltimore is losing out on a lot because you got to start over at the quarterback position and revamp a whole new receiving core. Revamp a whole new receiving core as well. So uh, if, if you start but, over. If you start over, Coach, you're also setting Dobbins up for failure because yep. with no quarterback, they're dropping a safety down in the box. They're not going to respect the pass. He's going to take a beating. They already don't respect the pass, though. Well, I think the only thing the facts, quarterback helps facts. with, Mo, is the fact that when you have a quarterback that uses his legs, you have to account for him. Right. Now, if you put a pocket passer back there that's not a great quarterback, right. and you run him in that situation, yeah, he's in, he's in trouble. He's in a lot of trouble. And we got the resident Denver Broncos, Denver oh, Nuggets. Uh, I'm, surprised he woke, I'm surprised he woke up this morning. I'm surprised he woke up this morning. Uh, Dez, how you doing, man? Oh, look at that Broncos shirt, man. Look at that Broncos shirt, man. How you doing, <laughs> Dez? 
I'm good, man. Sorry about the late start, man. It was a it was a busy night last night at the hospital, but it was it was good though. It was good. So you good, um, you good. Oh yeah, I bought this. I bought this shirt myself when it was training camp. So, you know. <laughs> all right, Dez, you ready to ride? Let's ride. Look at Dez. What do you think about the OBJ situation? OBJ to Baltimore. What you think about that? Um, I I think it's a good possibility. It could be a one year or two year deal. I mean, you look at the receivers they have. Uh, but if he with, with them, they just have Bateman and Dur- uh, Durvinay. That's pretty much it. And Durvinay, he can't really stay healthy most of the time. And Bateman, he can give you spurts. You know. He was good in the beginning of the year for Lamar Jackson. He was kind of like second weapon behind uh, Andrews. Um, but even then, I mean, OBJ would be good. The, th- the question you have for OBJ, though, is can you stay healthy? That's the biggest thing. He's up in 30 as age-wise. Can he stay healthy? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So we got a historic night last night by a player that plays for this man. Like I say, to my right uh, squad, historic night. Uh, play like a man amongst boys. Finally beat ball. Finally beat Boston. Uh, a hundred times. A hundred one out of a hundred times they finally did it. Uh, but Joel Embiid pulled them through. They were down by much as five points. Five points. Uh, in the fourth quarter, you thought you you like here we fucking go again. This gonna happen again. But Joel Embiid turned into a Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan five, Super Saiyan ten Goku, whatever however you want to call it. But historic night, fifty two points. Double-digit rebounds. He even had six assists, even playmate for the team. So he basically did everything, man. So like I say, I'm going to turn this over to Gene, man. What you think about the performance last night from Joel Embiid? I, I feel like that I should be really happy, right? The 76ers beat Boston. I feel like that you should, like, as a Sixers fan, you should be like, yeah, we finally did it. I'm not. I'm disappointed. I swear to you, I'm disappointed. And not in Joel. Joel's the MVP of the league. Argue with your mama because Joel's the MVP of the league. Let's stop. The debate should be over. Joel's the MVP of the league. However, I'm going to read a couple things out to you real quick. Tobias Harris, 34 minutes, two for eight, five points. Max contract. Tyrese Maxey, two for eight, five points. Young budding superstar. James Harden, 7 for 17, 20 points, 10 assists. Okay, that's what I'm I'm getting from James. Niang, House, Melton. The entire bench scored 10 total points. All three of those guys scored zero. You needed a performance of Joel Embiid, 20 of 25, for 52 points, 13, assi- 13 boards, 6 assists, 3 block shots. It's like one of those things that, like, you won the game, but the Celtics also didn't have Jalen Brown. The Celtics almost came back from seven points down with 14 seconds left. They had an opportunity to tie the game. Sloppy with the ball. And you needed a performance out of Joel Embiid that was probably the best performance he's had all year. 20 of 25, you talk about efficiency. Not only that efficiency, 13 rebounds, six assists. It's just frustrating because I feel like that Joel Embiid is kind of on an island by himself. Um, And this team's going to see another second-round exit. We're locked in at the 3C, which means we'll be playing Boston in the second round of the playoffs. And if we play Boston in the second round of the playoffs and the series is in Boston because they would be to have home court advantage, we're going to lose. 
Who thinks the 76ers are going to win a second-round series versus the Boston Celtics? I don't. What, are we going to hope Miami takes care of business for us? That's not happening. Um, I'm happy for Joel. I'm happy he should win his first MVP. I think it's well-deserved. I think it's overdue. And I'm happy that the 76ers got the win. But you listen to Joel in that post-game presser. You know the first thing he said after the game? I'm not sure anybody else heard this. He goes, we have to be better. This is just that we can't play the way we did on the stretch. We have to be better than this. Like, he wasn't even happy. 52-13-6-3. Most efficient night of his NBA career. Man, we got to be better than this. We can't. He, he's screaming at P.J. Tucker for fouling and you know Derek White on that three-point shot. He's like, what are you doing? Like, they, you can't, like, it's just, it's wild to me how um, poorly coached and inefficient this 76ers team is that you need an all-world performance to beat a Celtics team at home without Jalen Brown and Robert Williams. So that 76ers team fully healthy, everyone playing, no one missing. And you needed an all-world performance by Joel Embiid to beat the Celtics by two points without Jalen Brown and Robert Williams. Yeah. AJ, uh, I want to make sure is this straight to, to, to you because I know the Celtics are the Achilles heel, especially in the playoffs to the uh, 76. The playoffs has not been kind when they played each other. So how many times – I want to just be clear – how many times did the Celtics beat the 76ers in the playoffs? I know they swept them. Three. Three. Okay, I, I figured that. I figured They swept us in the bubble. They beat us in five um, in uh, 2021, and they beat us in six the year Kyrie got hurt when we were yeah, expecting. Yeah, that was Jason Tatum, the rookie year. Yeah, yeah. that was actually a rookie. All right. So, uh, Des, what you think about this uh, all-world performance, this Superman performance by Joel Embiid? Uh, I got to agree with Gene on this. I'm not really uh, proud of it. I mean, I, I give credit where it's due. You score, you know, 52 points, definitely efficient, 20 for 25 for the night. Um, but like you said, I mean, you look at the stat, the box score too. I mean, you only have James Harden with 20-something points. And then, you know, uh, P.J. Tucker, uh, He, <laughs> I guess he found his strike last night with 11 points. But even then, like, like you said, with the dumb fouls, I mean, uh, the reason why – Philly won that game last night, three-point shooting and their field goal percentage and points off turnovers. That was super huge last night. Um, but I'm not really impressed because you had a main superstar basically scoring most of your points to to win you a basketball game, um, and your team is healthy. And Boston had, what, two or three people out? And uh, they weren't even at full strength, and it, it took, what, maybe a four, a three- or four-point win? Um I think the only thing I can say positive about this is the fact that you, you beat Boston. It's encouraging. Um, but like Gene said, you had to have a supporting cast because it, it, two for eight for Harris and two, two for eight for Maxi. that's only four for 16 for two players, you know. So efficiency, uh, Doc Rivers, I know he's like a motivator type coach. Um, I think he needs to have a look in the mirror and say, hey, guys, we, we, we have one guy scoring 52 points in one game. He said that's not good enough. You know, and they just need to look in the mirror and get ready for the playoffs because that's not going to get it done. That's going to be a first round exit. Second round, but I got you. I don't know about first round. Yeah, we ain't losing to Brooklyn in round one. That's not happening. Oh, so um, <laughs> they had 103 points, and Joel Embiid had how many? 52 of them. Joel Embiid half, had 
That's that's a horrendous. That's 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 not a good look. Uh, the man have, have basically fifty other uh fifty one other damn points that the rest of the team scored. That's that's not really a good look. Mo, what you think about this, Mister Mo? I think it was a signature performance by Embiid. Yeah. Um, you talk about finishing kicks. He's made it no secrets he wants to be MVP. That's a finishing kick. That's a statement that says, look at my resume over the course of the season, but look at this game. I think that's something all the all the voters saw that game, and that's against Boston. So that's against one of the three best teams in all of basketball. So on an individual level, I know I was impressed. Coach, you and I talked about this the other day. We thought yeah. Boston would still find a way to win just because Philly just couldn't figure them out. Embiid's always put up numbers. He what if he had put up 40 and 15? That's a signature performance. They would have lost, but I'm just saying going forward, he needs actual support. I know what you're gonna get from Harden. I'm not I don't have a problem with Harden. James is not gonna always put up big numbers, but he's gonna facilitate, he's gonna make plays, and even on a bad shooting night, he can give you around 20 a game to go with 10 assists. You need production from Harris. We we talked about this the other day. Sitting him over in the corner every time down and just having him, him sit there in the corner waiting to catch and shoot. I, that's not a strategy. He's all no. I think I think Harris is like 6'9, 240. He's actually a pretty big guy. Put him in the post, run a pin down, do something to get him involved because he's not involved at all. And usually when he gets the ball, it's on a bailout. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think. Philly doesn't really run an offense. They get the ball to Embiid or Harden does something himself. They don't really run an offense. They run pick and roll or they run screen and roll or pick and pop every time down. And if if you're Harris or even Maxie at times, you're just watching a lot. And Don't get me wrong. Embiid is great. If I had a guy like that, I'm giving him the ball too. But you got to mix it up. You, you can't be so predictable. He's not going to score 52 points every night especially over the course of a playoffs where it's a grind there'll be adjustments more teams will blitz him because i know if i played philly i could live with the fact that i want to see tobias harris drop 30 i'm I'm a double and bead harris is going to be open um pj tucker people don't guard him but guess what last night to his credit three big threes late and 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 that was off of Embiid reading the defense finding him that's another thing Embiid doesn't average 10 assists per game, but he's a very good passer. It, it doesn't get mentioned enough. He has great court vision. He's a complete basketball player. I don't I doubt Philly's winning in the first round, but if they can't get more production from Maxie and Harris, they don't go beyond the first round. I want to answer Kyle's question. That's yeah, go up on the screen. Um, that can't, I'm not saying it can happen. Uh, Brooklyn is up one game, but they also have the tiebreaker. So essentially they're up two games with three games to play, and Philadelphia basically controls that. Brooklyn plays Detroit, Orlando, and then Philadelphia the last game of the season. So if there's an opportunity, and Philadelphia's proven to do this time and time again, I don't necessarily agree with it, but they will sit everyone to lose that game to Brooklyn, to play Brooklyn in the first round. They will do that. That's who they are. They always, uh, they've done it for years. Doc Rivers' teams have always tried to map out their playoff, playoff matchups, um, so we play Miami on Thursday. If we beat Miami, it's all said and done. You ain't got to worry about that. If we lose to Miami, then Brooklyn just needs to beat Detroit and or Orlando. 
which I think that most people would have them beat in both of those teams. If they lose, if they stumble up to Orlando, which they shouldn't lose Detroit, but if they stumble up to Orlando, Philadelphia will rest everyone the last game of the season and Brooklyn will win that game. They'll set it up to make sure Philadelphia plays Brooklyn. It'll almost be guaranteed. You know what? Tobias Harris is one of those players I definitely do respect as a player. He's not the type of guy that you just want to sit in the corner. He That's not really his playing style. He needs the ball in his hand. Tobias Harris is one of those guys. He needs the ball in his hands to be effective. I mean, with with the Clippers, he was really good with the Clippers, with Doc Rivers. Uh, for a latter half of Philadelphia before, you know, they got uh, – Maxi before they end up with Maxi or ended up with uh with uh James Harden, uh he was he was he was okay he was pretty solid and he can get you eighteen points a night uh and it, it's like I said I, I think he's a dark horse I think Tobias Harris is a dark horse to this team I think he's a dark horse to this team and like I said I really respect uh Tobias Harris game a lot it, it's just he's turned into a spot up shooter all of a sudden. Standing in the corner on picking picking rolls, picking pops. He's all of a sudden turned into a spot up shooter. So I really respect Tobias Harris like most. I really respect him. I think he's that type of guy that just fell out, out of the offense and he needs the ball. He's that type of guy. He needs the ball in his hand to be Coach, you can respect be fair with Harris. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Coach, you can respect his game all you want, but the problem is he's not a max player. No, and, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying bro, that. I know, but I I, I I get what you're saying, but he's a max player for the 76ers. Yes. And, if if Tobias Harris was Andre Iguodala-esque, I'm not talking about just defensively. I'm talking about just that type of role player that got paid as like, you know, I don't know, 20 million a year instead of 35. He would be a great piece to a championship team. The problem is he's listed as one of your three max players. It's him, Harden, and Embiid. And you're not going to win championships if Tobias Harris is one of your top three players. You just won't. Unless your first two are absolute superstars yes I, I also think he's forgotten about because of James Harden and Tyrese Maxey is those second and second and third options the guy I say he can put up 20 points he can put up 20 points I just think he get he only affected with the ball in his hand he's not effective as a catch and shoot as a catch and shoot guy and we got uh the Tennessee fan in the building the Yankee fan in the building uh how you doing Joy how you doing good morning good morning good morning all right, so uh, what you think about the Joel Embiid performance to last night? At from last night, I did watch a little bit of it, even though I was at work. But um, he should be the MVP at this point. That's what I think. Get that slap comment off the screen. <laughs> BS. Don't tell me when Philly and Boston play each other that they didn't care if they win or lost. Get out of here. Get <laughs> trash off the screen. Like for like, it was like the past few weeks I've been trying to um, analyze a little bit between Jokic and Embiid both. But from what I saw last night, it should be Embiid at this point because one, Jokic is hurt. We don't know how that's going to plan out when once he goes down. Ain't no way in where you asked that question. But Gene, y'all, I'm gonna let all y'all had a flow on this question right here. I don't think I go ahead. They're not ready for a championship this year. I mean, I think so. They are championship or bust, but they're not going to win the championship. So, like, like I, I, they are. Like, if they don't win the championship, no one in Philadelphia could be happy about what they've done the last four or five years. 
Now, let me spin something to you. If any reason the Philadelphia 76ers either avoid or get past the Boston Celtics, I think they win the championship. I really believe that. I don't think that there's – I just think that Boston is our biggest bugaboo, our biggest issue. And, like, I don't – I don't – no other team fears me. Milwaukee in a seven-game series, zero fear. We we beat them in Philadelphia handily. We've had we you know we lost to them recently in in Milwaukee, but it, I don't have any fear playing Milwaukee Milwaukee at all. None. Any Western Conference team, I don't have fear of playing. I don't think any one of them runs us out the gym. The Boston Celtics are the 76ers' biggest issue. If the Sixers get past the Celtics or do not have to play the Celtics, I think the best prediction to win the NBA Finals will be the Sixers. Mo. I just don't think Philly's got enough to win a title. They just when you look at the the roster construction, Embiid has to do so much. It'd be nice if somebody on the on the perimeter, other than Harden, can give him some relief. Look, if Maxi is gonna be the guy that a lot of people think he can be, and there's no doubting his talent. He's got to be more consistent, even more so in the playoffs. He don't got to drop thirty. Just be consistent and get twenty and be active. When Maxi is on the move. When he's using his quickness and he gets downhill, he's a completely different player. When he's passive and he's just dancing on the outside with the ball, he's ineffective. Maxie's at his best when he's moving. Harden, I think Harden's going to – you're going to get numbers from Harden. James is going to give you 20 and 10. There's going to be a couple of games, I guarantee you, where James will drop a 28 or 30-point game. But I think going forward, Gene hit it. If, if there's any way – and, and, and you ne- never say never, Boston gets eliminated or you can avoid Boston in some kind of way, the path to the finals is a straight path for the Sixers. And I I respect what the Bucks can do, but when those two teams match up, I think it's the style of play that makes the Bucks actually a, a good opponent for the Sixers because of how Milwaukee plays. As gifted as Giannis is, you know where he's going to be. You know what he's going to do. Embiid actually can play him well. I've seen Embiid play him well. You're right. He knows how to time that Euro step. I've seen it time and time again. Real the quick, though, I want to – you said something about Maxi. I just need to reply to this. It's not Maxi being consistent. He's very consistent. He can't score versus Marcus Smart. It's the only guy in the league that just gives him absolute fits. He gets in – every time Philly plays Boston, and this is my whole point where I'm trying to tell you, that Boston matches up so well versus Philly. Like, I look at Tyrese Maxey's numbers, 29, 13, 22, 29, 37, 21, 21, 22, 31. That's his last 15 games. He's consistent last night five. Every time he plays Boston, Marcus Smart shuts him down, and it's not – it's embarrassing. No, but I think that's why he needs to be more on the move. He, I don't think he want right. I think you need to find ways to get Smart off him, run him off screens, Try to create a cross matchup. I, I'm in agreement on that. I, the it's a tough look. Marcus Smart gets at a lot of dudes. <laughs> no, uh, Maxi shouldn't feel bad. Marcus Smart's ability to get into your body and into your space and challenge your handle. And I, people sleep on this. He's deceptively quick to go with his strength. He might be one of the strongest guys in all the NBA. Maxi's but, had th- four games this year where he has not reached double digit points. Four games this year where he hasn't had 10 or more points. Three of them versus Boston. 
That's why I like Boston so much, bro. They play great. They don't. They play great team defense, dude. You talking about definition of team? Really good team defense, man. They play so much. They got. I mean, they're not gonna stop Joel and B. They're not gonna stop Giannis. But they got so many bodies that can throw at you, though. That can hold their own. That can hold on their own. They're really and adding Malcolm Brodnick definitely helps them helps them out. Adding that they can dude, play in space. he can play in space. He can play in space. He can shoot. Uh, he can. He has a tendency to be a playmaker, man. That Celtics team defense is uh, really something serious. So, joy championship or bust for the Sixers this year. I really can't add anything to anything you y'all you all said, but I do agree it is championship or bust. But it seems like they might need maybe two more pieces to be considered. Um. Uh, contenders but i do see it how they can't contend now because the east is pretty much done because ain't nobody we all know who might come out the east we all know that it's the either the bucks the celtics the the sixers are right there i don't know what the hawks are doing i don't know what the heat is doing and who else and in the West, some some of the teams in the West don't play good defense. So I do believe that it's a slim chance that Sixers could get a championship this this year. But again, it is championship or bust. I don't know why you mentioned God during Atlanta. They just disappoint me this year for the team. <laughs> I they just disappoint me. I mean, no, they won last night. They won, but they just so goddamn. You shouldn't be no down forty and thirty nine with this. With adding Jadante Murray, who can play, who can uh, drop you twenty points tonight. You should be better. John Collins clearly frustrated. You fired your goddamn head coach. He don't seem to be a problem because you still having the same goddamn problems you had with Nate McMillan. It's still the same problem. You still losing the teams like Charlotte. You still losing the goddamn teams like. Uh, my Houston Rockets. You still losing the ter- San Antonio two times in a week. You still losing the teams like that. Uh, so, um, uh, there's this last question on you. We are gonna move on to the next one. That question back out the championship or bust. Uh, I I don't think it's championship or bust. I agree with uh, G and Mo on this one. Uh, the reason why because, uh, I mean Philadelphia. We've seen it multiple times. They get to the second round and then they 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 lose. You know. Um, I, I feel like if they make it past the second round then there is a chance, you know. The biggest things in the playoffs is health, uh, pace of the game. Um, Maxi, he's good in space. Um, like I said, I give credit where it's due. He's a quick guy, can shoot, really efficient. Um, I say the X factor is uh, is Harris. He has to be more aggressive. He can't be in the corner. Um, if you have a supporting cast and a good bench, then, you know, it, it could definitely be a run. But I agree with Gene and Mo on this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly doesn't win this year. They need another. They need to add a couple more pieces, but um, they're right there. I mean, they're like one one of the top three teams in the East. Um, I mean, Joel Embiid. Um, I give credit where it's due. I mean, he he's due for MVP. Um, so I did. I do give credit where it's due. Um, and I, like I said, I mean, it's just because we've seen what they've done in the playoffs in the past three years. You know, so um, if if they get past Boston, then there may be a slim chance to get into the finals. Yep. Oh, they yes. get past Boston, they go into the yeah. finals. 
They get past Boston. That's that's they definitely. I think that that will this will be the year that they go to the finals if they get past Boston. So uh, right now, uh, Philadelphia is in the third seed. Boston they still on a course collision course to meet in that second round. So they still on a collision course to meet. So we'll see what happens in the very next two games. So we got Andrew Wiggins uh, returning to the Golden State Warriors. Gene, how big will that be? Andrew Wiggins finally returning back to the Golden State Warriors. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. Not just big, it's huge. You're talking about the second most instrumental player in their championship run last year. I, I man, watch out for Golden State. I've been telling y'all this for weeks, months. I told you, when this team gets healthy and they get all on board, watch out for Golden State. Uh, I selfishly want to see a four or five matchup with Suns, Golden State. However, I would much rather watch that as the Western Conference Finals with both teams in the midst of a playoff run. But to me, it's Golden State or, or Phoenix coming out of West. I don't, I don't believe in Denver. I don't believe in Memphis. I don't believe in Sacramento. It's those two teams. So I, I think that uh, you'll see. I think that you'll see the Warriors of last year. They'll start hitting their stride early. If they get the Sacramento Kings in the first round, which which are projected to get now, man, you you watch that team's going to hit their stride offensively and head into the second round, and you're gonna be like, whoa, this Warriors team is back. All right, uh, Mo. Uh, look, if if Wiggins is back, it changes what they can do defensively. They've already got Peyton Junior back, and you combine those two and their ability to get stops make plays and not to mention they help them offensively what Wiggins can do in the open court what Peyton Jr. can do in the open court like Draymond said Peyton Jr.'s 6'2", 6'3", he's their best lob threat Wiggins is not only a lockdown defender he can drop 18 or 19 a game he's good on the boards he's also I think people sleep on don't forget Andrew Wiggins is an explosive explosive athlete he showed it last year in the playoffs especially in the finals I, I think that once whole, even though you look at their record, you I have to give the Golden State Warriors a puncher's chance, not just as a champion, as a defending champion, but this roster will finally be whole for the first time all season, which means everybody can be put in their proper role. All of a sudden, they have more depth than they've had all season. So I think that Golden State definitely has a puncher's chance to come out the West. And I'm with Gene. I'd love to see Golden State versus the Suns in the first round. But it's one of those kind of matchups you in a perfect world, you could save it for the conference finals. Yep. Joy. Uh again, like with Andrew Wiggins returning, it is a big it is a big um improvement. Hopefully they can stop being so inconsistent on the road. Uh but it does help with what they're trying to do defensively. And it's at the perfect time right now because they're getting ready to go into the playoffs. And right now, the way the West is set up with all those young teams like the Rockets, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, they're kind of fizzling out. So they're they're not – all that potential we saw at the beginning of the season is not there anymore. We all know what they are. Uh, we know what Phoenix is after the, K, the, the addition of KD. Dallas ain't in it. The Lakers could be a threat, but at the same time, they're not consistent enough for me right now. The Clippers are who they are. So I'm still, with the addition of Andrew Wiggins, it's either, again, 
the Warriors, who will have a whole complete team defensively and offensively. And then I don't trust Denver either. But the Suns and the 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 Suns and the Warriors are the two good picks to come out the West this year. There's some dark horses. The Lakers could do it. And then the, what the other team am I thinking about? I'll think about it later. But I know the Lakers could do it. There's some other dark horse team that could do it. But right now, the two picks with Andrew Wiggins coming back to win the West should be the Suns and the Warriors. You talking about the Clippers? I think yes. the Clippers are a good dark horse pick. Yes. Uh, so again. Right now, the four and five matchup, if the playoffs started today, we will have that matchup, which is Suns and Warriors. And the Suns will have the home court advantage as of right now. They will have the home court advantage in that series. So if the playoffs started today, playoffs was to start today, that will be the first round. Actually. Yeah, but that's that, that's going to change tonight because the Clippers yeah. play the Lakers, and both of those teams have the tiebreaker over Golden State. So mm-hmm. one of those teams is going to win. So when they win, it yeah. will be – I think the Clippers win tonight versus the Lakers. The Lakers just played an overtime game. They got to play a back-to-back. And if the Clippers win that game tonight, it all but solidifies the Western Conference playoffs. It's yep. almost just a wrap. Yeah, and I kind of like if the Clippers can – Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, Paul George can actually stay on the floor, I think this is a team in a playoff series that can actually – with Coach Tyron Lue is a proven uh, winning head coach. This team with that defense with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, this is a team that can kind of be borderline. It can it can kind of beat anybody in the seven game series. Not saying they will, but they definitely could uh, be a a problem if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George definitely does play in a play in a playoff picture. So we gonna go to uh dead. We gonna go to dead. How big the Andrew Wiggins is come? How big that would be when he if he's deciding to come back? He is on the verge of coming back, but how big it is to Golden State. Uh, it's huge. Uh, I agree with all you guys' answers with that. It's huge because that's a key piece to your championship run. Um, he has versatility to the offensive end, uh, the defensive end. Um, the chemistry will be there. Um, the thing that we got to realize, though, he hasn't played. He hasn't played in, what, 22-something games. So it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of gel. I mean, it's perfect time right now because of playoffs, right? But it's going to take time to gel. Um, the second thing, um, I get where everybody's going with Denver. Um, we've been inconsistent. Like last night, I, I was definitely disappointed with the loss. Um, but at the same time, in Memphis as well, the same time, I, how can I say this? I respect the Lakers. Uh, I respect the teams in the West. But at the same time, we got to look at health. You know, Denver, we're not the healthiest because Jamal Murray with his thumb, Jokic with his calf, um, and John Morant with Memphis with his inconsistencies, inconsistencies at times. Um, we have to look at that too. Um but I, I can't sleep on Denver though. I'm a Denver fan. I, I can't say that Memphis and Denver are those you teams. Were, no, I'm not. I, you know, I'm just saying like it, it's one of those teams, man. Where we're struggling, we get it. But at the same time, I just feel like Denver's kind of like in the conversation of Philly. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like once we get past the second round, we we have a shot. You know, the Lakers they're coming up. But at the same time, will can they stay healthy? You know, can they be consistent? So um, I feel the Warriors they'll be great. But at the same time, it's that cohesion, you know, because on the road, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. Uh, at home, they're one of the best. So that's going to be a telling story, too. Can you be consistent on the road? I need to know who Damian Harris, uh, Hernandez has in his uh, Eastern Con- or his Western Conference Finals. Man, hey, Gene, don't, don't, don't mind him. Don't mind him. He, he, <laughs> he, he talks a lot of buffoonery. You don't yeah, – he, 
you talk so much goddamn buffoonery, you gonna wanna hit him out of the chat. Don't mind, don't mind him. Just let him talk. Okay. Just let him talk. He don't know nothing about that. So let him he talk. said the he said the the Suns <laughs> and the Warriors both aren't aren't gonna make it past the second round. Yeah, they, like, well, yeah, who's yeah, gonna yeah, get to the key, key chat and a lot of people chat talking a lot of not darn buffoonery. Let, hey, know. Dez, if he's right. Your nuggets are in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I we, I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed last night because with Denver, because now with Denver, I'm not trying to sidetrack, but with Denver, there is two games left, and now the number one seat is still not wrapped up in the West. We're we're leaving the door wide open for Memphis, uh, and Memphis is starting to get their stride. But um, I feel that I mean, with Coach Malone last night, he said we play soft, which they did play soft. I mean, how you? Let the Houston Rockets, no offense, coach, but how you let it's the Houston fine. Rockets beat you? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and Jokic had 14 and 10, but he had eight turnovers. That's not efficient. And he said he felt fine. To me, he did not look fine. I, I honestly think they should have just sat him down. If you're, if this is a game where you're, because now we got to go to a game, our next game and play hard just to wrap up a number one seat, which hey, we coach, done yesterday. Don't forget on yesterday's show, I picked the Rockets. Yep. Yep. Hey, <laughs> I, you know the funny part though about it? Uh, Gene, uh, Joy, and uh, Dez, you know the funny part about it. 20 of our wins for self for the Detroit Pistons come against what teams? Playoff teams. That's 20. That, so we shown the stability that we can beat playoff teams. We just, I just got a bunch of babies on my team. That's all. I just got a bunch of goddamn babies on my team. That's all I got on, on that. But hey, it'll pick up, it'll pick up soon. So, yeah, but 20 of our wins come against for self outside of Detroit, come against playoff teams. Come really, you need good. a better coach, coach. Oh hell yeah! I've been to saying get him up out of here. I've been saying I've been on film. Been on film. Been on film. Way we need to change the whole goddamn coaching style. Uh, so uh, the, the next topic we got. Why we gotta keep talking about these dudes? I bet Freddie put the put these dudes on uh, the top. I bet Freddie. Y'all need to be fired for putting these people on the top. We always gotta talk. Get it? Let's get these Lakers a break, please. Let's get these guys a break. Look at you. me. <laughs> Look at G's face. Look at G's reaction. Hey, I agree with Kyle, though. Hey, Denver just got to prove better. That's it. <laughs> Let's give these people a break, man. Uh, so uh, the topic is what's at stake for the Lakers for down the stretch, Gene? I'm going to let you well, cook. This. What's at stake is they could either lose in the play-in game or if they make it to the sixth seed, they can lose in the first round of playoffs. That's what's at stake for the Lakers. I'm tired of talking about a team that's been borderline 500 the entire damn season. These, This is not a topic. We do not talk about the Hawks. We do not talk about the Heat. We do not talk about other mediocre teams that could potentially win a first-round matchup this much. Oh, so sick. Bro, I swear to God, I'm not kidding with you. Sports Empire Network talks about the Lakers more than we talk about the Celtics, more than we talk about the Suns, more than we talk about the Nuggets. It's 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 absurd. It's absurd. Hey, I agree with you, Gene. I agree with you, buddy. Hey, I agree with you. I agree with you. I can't take it. They they are above five hundred team. They got LeBron. His son is actually more popular than him. Come on, man. They struggled last night to beat a Utah team that's trying to lose. I watched the game. I, I know. I watched the game. They tried to lose. Utah wants to lose. They want to get draft picks. They struggled to beat that team. What's at stake for the Lakers? Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's so absurd, man. 
<laughs> and they were beat up too. The Jazz were beat up. They didn't have Jordan Clarkson or nobody last night. They still went to overtime. That, did you see their starting lineup? Yeah. <laughs> there was there was nobody in there that you. I, the only name I recognized was Taylor Horton Tucker. That, that's, <laughs> that it's like Gene said. They put that lineup out there with the intention of getting a, a, a step closer to Big Victor. <laughs> they, had, they had goddamn Chris Dunn out there playing. They had Chris Dunn out there playing. I don't know where the hell Chris Dunn been. He's been I haven't seen Chris Dunn in years. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't. I know he's still out there. <laughs> hey, Drew, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, they could sneak. Well, the reason why we're talking about the Lakers is because they had this recent resurgence. But again, they're still an average team. <laughs> they've been playing you, like it's been us five. That's the teams they've been playing recently. They've been having a surge because they're playing. This is the lineup last night, right? Laurie Markin is. I'm sorry, Jordy. I promise I'll stop. All right, <laughs> this is the lineup last night. No Laurie Markin and no Jordan Clarkson. Kelly Olynyk. I don't even know who Semanic is. Taylor Horton Tucker and, and Abaji from and Kansas. They struggled from Kansas, yeah, from Kansas, yeah, the rookie. Like I know, I do. Who is? I'm not trying to be an yeah. expert. And I, I know sports. Who is Lucas Samajic? <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> who is it? <laughs> I'm just and I watch basketball. You guys talk with me. <laughs> who is Lucas Samajic? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Goddamn, G said they've been playing. Lakers been playing chase off your low. Everybody else winning the race. The Lakers play been playing chase off your low. There's what she got. Man, I agree with Gene. Man, every Gene just put the words right in my mouth. Man, like, come on, man. We talk about the Lakers, man. They ain't the Lake Show, okay? LeBron is aging, man. Like. You barely beat the Utah Jazz. I was at work, and I'm like, are you serious? They started getting a lead, and they almost blown the lead, and then we had to go to overtime to beat a team that didn't even have most of their starters, man. They trying to get V. As Mo said, like, come on, man. I was really disappointed. On, I was a, serious really disappointed. Note, on a serious note, my problem with the Lakers is I just don't think they have enough shooting. provided to, to, They don't have enough shooting, and I know people talk about their improved defense, but they're really not that good defensively. Yeah, they're they not. They and they're very poor when it comes to transition defense. So I, I, I'm just being real. Could, could they win a first round series? Sure. Or are they going to go in a deep playoff run? No, I don't see that. I don't see that kind of team. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being real. That, that, that might, that might, that might set other people off. But I'm a Laker fan. I'm, I'm not. I don't live in Narnia, so I'm gonna keep it 100. I just don't think this is the kind of team. That's gonna go on a deep playoff run. I I'll give them credit for making the playoffs because I didn't think they were gonna even make the playoffs. Honestly, I just didn't. But a a lot of things would have to go have to break almost perfectly for the Lakers to go on a deep playoff run. Like like the one guy would have to be right. Both the Suns and the Warriors would have to get get eliminated. Maybe throw in the Clippers get eliminated. Like so many people would have to be knocked out for and that to be a possibility. Happen. <laughs> so I'm just gonna stay in reality. That's not a championship team. That simple. 
Man, what you call uh Kyle Kyle said uh that Chris Dunn hasn't played much since Providence and he was on the summer league team of uh of Boston. Yeah, he hasn't played well since he's been a top. How long? 10 ago? I didn't How even know he was in the that? league. I didn't know he was in the league. How long what? How long ago was that? Because I don't remember him. That was some years ago when he was six, a top prospect. Six, seven years ago. Yeah, he, he was, was a top prospect. Yep, he was a top prospect. And he he was he was just to come out. Uh, with elite defense, he supposed to had elite defense when yeah. he uh, got up in the league, and he was a sixteen point a game score. But he had uh, he had defense. That's what he basically they basically uh, they think he had a high a very high ceiling, which is uh, it turned out not to be very good. That's so, okay. At the end of the day, are you talking about the other dude from Utah? The, the dude from Utah. I mean, the dude that that Gene don't know his damn name. That's who you talking about. My bad. I thought you were talking about Chris Dunn. But Chris Dunn hasn't been good since uh, Providence. He hasn't been really well. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we in that Lakers uh, saga. I know Key or uh, you, Freddie, responsible for that topic right there. <laughs> and I get in the morning. In the morning, we gonna be talking about the Lakers again. I already know we talking about that. We gonna be talking about them again. If they win, win or lose, it's gonna. When be they Lakers lose tonight, play. when they lose tonight, the topic tomorrow. But can the Lakers turn it around <laughs> after a loss to the Clippers? That'll be the topic. I'm gonna mark it now. I'm just gonna write it down for you. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> Same thing, every day. <laughs> so we all we move on to another team that did have success versus the Lakers, but they did lose last night uh, to the Golden State Warriors. Very good young team, probably the best young team in the league. Uh, to me, the best young team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jimmy, can they still make the playoffs? Can the Thunder still get into the playoffs? No, I mean, you're considering the playoffs, right? Not to play in. Yeah, but they end up playing. But the, yeah, my the point playoffs. being is, so you're asking if they can make the playoffs. Yeah, not the play yeah, in. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Answers no. Okay. Okay. I listen. I love Oklahoma City. I think Oklahoma City is built for the future. You got, uh, you know, <laughs> you got Chet coming back next year. He looked great in the summer league. You obviously have SGA, who's a superstar. You got my man Giddy. There's yep. that team is loaded. Giddy, nice. They're all nice. Yep. A bunch of blue Sleep. chip talent. Lou Dort, nice three oh. and D guy. Like they're they're loaded across the board. And the scary part is they got picks in this draft. They got picks. Yep. If I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm mortgaging. Hey, you want seven first round picks? Give me the first overall pick. Give me Victor Webb and Yana and add that to that team. Yep. They have yep. 27 Coach. draft picks. Coach, that's what yep. we said, right? Yep. A good yep. spot for him would be OKC playing yep. with Shea because that, that would take the pressure off of him because Shea is that dude. Give him time to develop. That would be the perfect landing spot for Big Vic. Yep. I, I don't think anybody who gets the first overall pick is going to trade that pick because I don't think 15 first-round draft picks is worth what you're going to get with, with Victor Webignana. But the point I'm trying to make is if I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder – I am trying my hardest. Hey, how many? You want 12? We got tons of them. Yep. Give it all up. Get, oh, yeah. Make, make the offer. Out. Yep. Like we was discussing yesterday morning, they can lose the next, they can lose the next two games. It still will be a successful season for the Thunder. Yeah. They weren't even supposed to be close to even a playing spot at this point. So they can lose the next two games. They don't have to win them. <laughs> Who would think they would have 30, 38 wins at this point? And still be in this situation. Who think they would have third 
at least 38 wins with this young team right here, Shea Gilders Alexander leading the way. So no matter how they finish off the season, whether it's in a 10 spot or not, they will this still will be success, a successful season, yeah. no matter. No I matter just what have no be. faith in Dallas, right? Like yeah. I think no, they no, can no. make the play in game, but like I have zero faith in Dallas. I think that Luca and Kyrie are just oil and vinegar. We just yep. don't go together. That was a bad yeah. trick. That, that was, that was, was a dumb trick. Luca do not work well with another co with another co-star around him. He just he shown that time and time. He does not. He needs his own team. He need he really needs his own squad. Uh, so uh, go ahead, uh, go ahead, uh, Mo. What you think about that? Uh, that that topic right there. About the can Thunder make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think the Thunder can make the playoffs. Um, I, I don't see it. They're not. They're not going to beat the teams that are ahead of them to make to get in. And look, you said it. They've won thirty eight games. They're yep. loaded with picks. The, look, if they didn't have picks, just with the young talent they already have on the roster, the future is bright. Gene mentioned it. Chet's going to be back healthy to go with Getty and Shea and Dort and both the Williamses. They yep. are lo- they're loaded already, and they have picks and trade assets. They they're they're set up to where they can either draft and develop more or try to make a play. Gene's right; nobody's giving up uh, Victor, but you can make a play for maybe another another established star if you choose to. They have those kind of options because they've got a thousand picks. Joy, Joy, what you got? Pretty much the same. Like, I didn't yeah. think that <clears> – personally, I didn't think that Oklahoma City was going to win 30-something games this year. Nobody did. Nobody did. But within the ne- – I like, they could get into the play-ins, but the playoffs are not. But um, I feel like this team is a team that's – in the next two to three years, they'll be a very good contender. They should be the favorites within the next two to three years if – their, their players develop out the way they're supposed to, which I see is – let me get my stuff together. Which we see what they're capable of. So, like, right now, I'd say just develop for, like, the next two years and then just get serious about going on a playoff run about year three. They should be ready by then. You know, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder right now, because of all the first-round draft picks they have – they're projected someone's pick that's supposed to be bad. I don't know what it is. The third overall pick. And you had Brandon Miller to that roster. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, man, man. Don't say that. Please, come on, Gene. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. That's my favorite player in the draft. Don't do what? that. Let you have the first overall pick. You're taking Victor, though, right? Yes. Well, that's what we get it because the last time, the last two times we had the worst record, we didn't get the number one overall pick. I'm just saying, if you do, it's projecting you guys. It it should be projected to get Victor, but I actually want Brandon Miller. That's my favorite guy to drive, man. Really is. I don't want OKC to grab him. I I want the Rockets to grab grab him. That's my favorite dude. It's my favorite guy to drive. Uh, So uh, as a as a projected right now. Uh, OKC is in that 10 spot. They only one game. They one game in a win column over uh, Dallas, who plays Sacramento. I believe they play Sacramento tonight. Uh, Sacramento, Sacramento could def- definitely beat beat the Dallas Mavericks. They lost to that Dallas Mavericks. You lost to Charlotte two times, two times uh, last week, two times in a row in Dallas. You got humiliated in Dallas, and you got embarrassed in Charlotte. So. That doesn't even look like a really team right now. Uh, really, um, Utah is not eliminated. They only uh, they only uh, two games out of the loss out of the win column and one game up out of the win column. So right now, OKC okay, with the loss last night, they still hold that 
10th and final spot, depending on what's going on actually with uh, the Kings if they do win that game to win that game tonight. So that's uh, how it's shaped out as of right now. Right as of right now. So, uh, Des, what you think, man? What you think about OKC? Uh, I agree with everybody. I mean, answer, you guys' answers hit right on the nose. I mean, <clears throat> with how close it is just for that last play-in spot, um, I give it to OKC. They're really, really hungry. I'm not saying Dallas isn't, but Dallas is so inconsistent. You have two uh, ball handlers and, you, and superstars, and you both can't really gel, you know. Um, it's more just who can put up buckets and less defense. Um, and with how OKC is built, like you guys said, they have picks. Um, they have – a great core. They have a good bench. They have a good defensive player in Dort. Uh, they remind me of the young Warriors, man, before they started coming on the rise. And I wouldn't be surprised the next two to three years. Um, and we see the stars of now in the West uh, start to dwindle down, like LeBron, uh, others as well, um, that they come up in the rising. Because uh, they play with so much passion, with passion, with so much aggressiveness, and um, so much enthusiasm that it's just exciting to watch um, as a basketball fan. So, um, I give OKC the play-in spot, but the playoffs, no. Um, they're just not no, they're just not ready. The play-in for sure, but the playoffs, no. That's actually a good point you made, Des. Um, when you look at how they're built and how there is going to be a change in the guard, you've got Kawhi and PG, they're in their 30s. KD is 35, Chris Paul's 36, 37. LeBron's 30. There's going to be a changing of the guard. The Warriors are no longer kids anymore. Their core, their main guys, other than Wiggins, they're in their 30s. So you're right. In a couple of years, that's going to be you know, look at what the Rockets may be able to do. You already see what Oklahoma City is doing. There is going to be a changing of the guard. And Oklahoma City, I, you can't guarantee the future, but barring an injury, I think they're going to be one of those teams and one of the top seeds in the West. Like the change in the guard, the next couple of years, there's definitely going to be a big power shift because of some of those older stars. They won't be there. Man, just like I say, just making a play in tournament, if that, if that record, if that holds up, that's a win alone. Just getting a shot of getting into a plate, playoff plate in tournament. That's really good alone. That's a step in the uh, right direction. So to me, that if they get into the play in tournament, we already know anything can happen. When it's a one game playoff, we already know any. Uh, everything, everything, anything can uh, happen. Even if they lose, though, that's a win for them. If they find a way to get in, that's a really good win to them to get some of that uh, play, playing experience, playoff type of atmosphere experience. That's a win for for OKC alone, right there. I say, even we we said yesterday morning, even if they don't make it, this is a winning season for them. This is a win season for them. This is like nobody thirty eight wins. That's a lot for a young team like that for the. The 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 youngest team in the league. That's a lot. That's a that's a lot of goddamn. Uh, that's a lot of goddamn. Um, it's a lot of goddamn showing, man. A lot, a lot of goddamn showing in the a lot of player development too. Yeah, a lot of player development. Great coaching, great coaching as well. Coaching them young guys up like that, man. That that's a hell of that. This is a hell of a season. No matter what happens for OKC, man, the best young team in the league and the youngest team pop in the league at this point right now. So. Uh, we got uh, so we're gonna go to uh, another NFL topic. Gene, you was talking about this on your show, yes, the other I believe on the cheap seats. I believe y'all was talking about this. Uh, a good give me a, uh, the best fit for Anthony Richardson. See, this is uh, <laughs> this is interesting. Well, I've seen this question come up, it's tough for me because I have him like outside of my top five quarterbacks. 
And like people have him one, two, three. I don't, I don't see it. I watched him play. I feel like that he is a massive project. You have to develop an offense completely around him. Uh, dare I say, like a Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson style offense to where you're running QB powers. I think a good fit for him would be Baltimore. I guess that would be my answer because I don't think Baltimore is going to uh, re-sign Lamar Jackson. So I guess because the offense is already in place uh, to run QB powers and use the quarterback in a sense that uh, with his legs, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not it. Maybe I'm missing something and I don't want to, and I get how great of a combine he is. Uh, but I also remember other players having great combines. Jamarcus Russell had a hell of a combine. Uh, there's a lot of players that are physically gifted that aren't great quarterbacks. He needs a great offensive mind and to be able to learn behind the right situation for him to be successful. You can't plug and play Anthony Richardson in any offense. Like I'll give you an example. You can't like if Dak was not there, you couldn't plug and play Anthony Richardson in Dallas's offense. Just wouldn't work. I, I think that he needs to go to the right situation. That is a defense run situation and allow him to develop or, he can go behind a veteran quarterback and learn for a year or two and really develop himself because the, I'm not saying he'll never be good in the NFL. There's plenty of third round picks that that pan out, but my grade on him is third round and everyone else has him top 10. So I, I guess Baltimore would be the answer if you're going to take him in the top 10, but in my ideal world, like in an ideal situation for me, I, I would say he st- plays behind a veteran quarterback and learns uh, and learns the offense and learns a scheme uh, to to play behind. I, I, I would he would be drafted as a, a project and a backup for me. Well, uh, I think that the same thing. I'm with Gene. I was going to say he took the words right out of my mouth. He's a talent, but he's a raw talent. He's not some guy that's going to step right in and you're going to put on the field being behind a veteran quarterback for a couple of years can only make him better to, to think that he's going to step right in and be a starter from day one. I, I just don't see that. He's really, really raw. Like there, there he's a freakish athlete, but as Gene said, and Gene, you can appreciate this. Mike Mamula was great in the combines, but he wasn't, he wasn't really the player that projected. There's a lot of combine babies that don't project to being great players. So I would say that I don't know the team, but his best path to having a good career, sit behind a veteran quarterback, actually learn the game of football. You know what I'm saying? Actually learn the game of football, develop his skill sets more and refine his talents and then go from there. But he's not the kind of guy that you step, you, you draft in the, I don't think you should draft him in the top 10. Somebody might, but He's somebody that sits for a couple of years old school style and learns the game. How about the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah. Sit him behind Jimmy G. Sit him behind Jimmy G. You have Josh McDaniels who has experience with Cam Newton uh, in, in New England, running an offense around that. Like, what about – like, that would be a situation. But, see, the problem is he's not going to last as long as it would take for a team to draft a quarterback as a project. Yep. Jay, how do you feel about it? 
I mean, because I'm. I've watched him play this year. One, I watch Alabama play. I watch SEC football all year during uh, football season. So I already know that his talent is more in his legs. He's very – he could be inconsistent when it comes to arm talent. So – and knowing that and knowing the direction that this league is going towards when they're trying to – where the running positions are kind of being devalued a little bit, being a running quarterback in a passing lead is league is not going to bid well for him. So his best bet would be to sit behind a veteran quarterback to develop his arm talent because he has a little bit, but it's not much. So I really don't understand people trying to take him top 10. He's a third round, fourth round talent at best. But that's where I see. I don't see any specific team, but the best situation for him to beat Two is to get a if you want if they wanted him to start, you would need a good offensive line that could protect the run, that could keep keep him off the ground, and you would need a good defense. But if you wanted him to maybe kind of develop towards being a pocket passer, you'd have to sit him for at least two years. That's my opinion on it. The Raiders is an excellent spot. Yep. Yep. Oh, you know I'm 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 gonna throw a. Uh, this ain't gonna be a shot, Joy, because you know I'm in your division. You know I'm actually in in, in your division. How true it is that Tennessee is trying to get a quarterback? How how true that really? That's is? not true. That's not, not true, true at all. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's cap hit is too much for them to be trying to do anything. Like between. Actually, they regret that contract. I know because John Robinson ruined that team from the top down, yep. <laughs> and it's now up to Rand to fix it. I completely agree with you. So you guys got to go out and get the wide receiver. Like, cause who is going to trade for Ryan Tannehill in the bag of chips? Nobody. <laughs> if it did Absolutely feel good, nobody. It did feel I'll good. You, I'll you tell you. I'll tell you where you could set ship them. I'm telling you this right now. If you give up your second round pick and Ryan, you can get rid of the contract to Ryan Tannehill and the New England Patriots would love to pick up that second round pick and that number would come off the books this year. They have tons of cap space still because they didn't use any of it and he would be a backup to Mac Jones. But if I'm being completely honest with you, you'd have to find a team that has a bunch of overloaded cap that they Mm -hmm. didn't use this year that that want to pick up a draft asset like a second round draft pick. Uh, you guys have the extra first round draft pick from Philadelphia for AJ Brown, so you guys have. And that was the dumbest trade of the decade, if you ask me. <laughs> Agreed, but if you weren't going to pay him, you had to get you had to trade him. You would have paid him. I get it. My point True. being is, I think it works out best for Tennessee and Philadelphia because I don't think Tennessee had the quarterback to make AJ Brown into what he was this year. That is true. That is true. I, that I agree with. Because Tannehill is very inconsistent. So who's going to pay $40 million a year for a very inconsistent quarterback who can throw you either three touchdowns or three interceptions in quick succession? Remember that Brock Osweiler trade, though? Uh, I thought Cleveland. that was horrible, too. The, the trade, though, to Cleveland when they when they got – they picked up a second rounder from – from uh, and that second rounder, I think, turned into Nick Chubb. I'm pretty sure that second rounder turned into Nick Chubb. So uh, picking up an extra second-round draft pick, wouldn't be a bad idea for a team that has a bunch of extra cap space. 
if I'm Tennessee, I'm doing anything I can to get out from underneath those bad contracts and rebuild in the right way. You have a good head coach. Mike Rabel is a very good head coach. Mm-hmm. You see what he's been cooking in the kitchen with dollar store ingredients. Exactly. Man, I, I don't, Gene. Why you don't? Why that's you mentioned, the project. That, you should have mentioned Brock Osweiler, man. Come on, man. Don't mention no Brock Osweiler. You don't <laughs> know. used to get a bad uh, trade with Osweiler. Uh, yeah, that's your guy. No, we got him in free agent. We actually got him in free agent. We actually paid that got darn dude to come be our quarterback and that was so that was the one time I only get miserable when I think about Brock Osweiler I think about what he almost did and how he almost threw our season away against Jacksonville man Bill O'Brien I've never seen Bill O'Brien that mad in my entire life being a Houston Texan fan when he threw that darn interception to Telvin Smith and he and he started doing like this because he know he he know he messed up and Bill O'Brien say come on Get, get your behind on this side. Get your behind over here on this sideline. And he brought he brought in God there, Tom Savage to say to help Coach, us get into the playoffs. Coach, I love your fan base, the Houston fan base. Oh, I, I love, love it as well. They Go have that if you remember, and I know Coach will remember this, but it was national news. Do you remember when Matt Schwab was your quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what the pizza the company the pizza <laughs> company did in Houston? <laughs> Y'all remember this? <laughs> so I think I remember <laughs> what uh what the pizza company did was they named a pizza and they called it the shabby <laughs> and you could pick six toppings. Yeah. <laughs> That's mad shop. Throwing so many pick sixes. <laughs> That's mad they, they literally changed the pizza name to the shabby and you could pick six toppings. I was dying. That's mad shop. I was crazy. No, that, that was really something. That was really something crazy. But I think. I did not know that. That's Brock Osweiler is the worst quarterback that we ever had in Houston. That I ever, that was some. That was the most. That was the most embarrassing quarterback play of all my. Out of all my years watching the Houston Texans, that was the most embarrassing, embarrassing quarterback play that I ever ever seen in my entire my entire life life as a diehard Houston Texans fan. That was the most horrendous quarterback play that I ever seen in my life, as long as I've been a Houston Texan fan right there. <laughs> every time someone mentioned a Brock Osweiler and I have to think about think about that, I get I turn into a goddamn like red devil, a raging bull thinking about how much that dude robbed us, how much that dude just literally robbed us. Literally just Coach, I love you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get like this that often, but God hey John Elway was right. John Elway knew he knows quarterbacks. He saw Brock Osweiler wasn't it then he said, then uh Rick Smith say, Elf it, come on to Houston. And yeah, we we definitely we definitely paid paid for it up, paid for it up on that. So again, man, uh like I say, uh uh Des, what, what do you see Anthony Richardson? What, what do you see a good fit for Anthony Richardson? I'm sorry about Brock Osweiler, man. Trust me, he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um Anthony Richards, I say second round pick, third round at most. Um and I say Baltimore. I agree with Gene. I agree. He needs to be on a power running team, great offensive line. Um, and the skills, like the, the scheme and stuff, like the offensive like scheme for him wouldn't be a, a lot to kind of learn or grasp, you know, because he's used to that. That's his game. He's more of like a Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton type player. Um, I think Baltimore is actually going to do what they call their, their uh, draft visits with him, too, I think today as well. Um, so that's intriguing to me uh, that Baltimore is doing that. And they're doing their due diligence um, so I feel like he's the second, third round. I mean, he uses more of his legs than his arm. So, uh, that's my, that's my opinion on that. On the offhand that they do draft him, does that, in, does that tell you for sure? Then Lamar's getting moved or is that yep. just, 
yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're, the, they're the that he might be traded on draft night. Right. Okay. I think he's getting moved anywhere it goes. I I, I think I, the relationship yeah. kind of broke anyway. I think he get moved regardless. They get a quarterback. They don't get a quarterback or not. I still think he gets moved. We're really talking about Anthony Richardson going to Indianapolis because Shane Steichen is their head coach and what Shane did with Jalen Hurts. I just don't think you understand that the, how big of a difference it is between Jalen Hurts and Anthony Richardson as far as throwing the football. Like exactly. I understand that you know what you're thinking about with Jalen with the power run game and the fact that, but throwing the football is just a huge difference. One, Andy ain't got no line to run the ball. They don't barely – they have some talent on the perimeter as far as receivers, but as far as protecting him, they can't protect him worth two nickels. Yep. Yep. Because they got Matt Ryan killed and Ellinger was, was close. That offensive line went from being top five to bottom, to bottom. five real fast. Yep. So um, I want to get Gene thoughts, and I know uh, Gene uh, watch, he watched the same stuff I basically do. So he watch he does watch ML MLB baseball. And Joy, you a Yankee fan, right? You you as a Yankee you as a Yankee fan you you're a Yankee fan, right? I don't watch baseball like that. Well, you don't watch baseball because you say Yankees. You say Yankees. You say uh, something about the Yankees. But, Gene, give me your thoughts on the first uh, six games of the season. And y'all finally beat what, – what you call what you call the Yankees? Y'all finally – y'all finally, y'all beat the who yesterday, Gene? Oh, the Stankies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me your thoughts on the first six games of the season. What you what teams you're watching? What, 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 what about the Phillies? Give me, give I, I think that a lot of people in, in – in Major League Baseball circles, always hold on. I got a train in my backyard. Thank you. Um, I think a lot of people overreact to the first week of the season, yeah, yeah, first yeah, month yeah, of the season, yeah. first month of the season. It's 162 games uh, in the MLB season, but there are a few things that I see that step that that step out for me. One of them is I think Baltimore is going to be legit this year. I, I picked the Baltimore Orioles to make the playoffs. This year, they were one of my wild card teams. I thought that was going to uh, come to fruition. Um, I think that people need to pump the brakes on all these great teams that are starting slower, like San Diego, Philadelphia. I think they'll be fine. It's early in, in the MLB season. But um, there's a lot of teams. Like, the Cubs look better than you expect them to do. Yep. You'll see some of these teams that stand out early, these young teams. Um but I think that, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, uh, the Braves went in the East again. They're the most complete roster in baseball. They have two aces with Freed and Strider. Uh, they have the most complete lineup in all of baseball. Uh, Acuna, Harris, like there's so many. I, I could literally go to the whole lineup. Olsen, Riley, like their whole lineup is loaded. Um, but I think that in the in the NL, you're going to see a lot of the same as you've seen last year. Mm-hmm. Top six teams are the top six teams. If there's going to be a team that challenges those top six teams, I think it'll come from the central and that'll be um, Chicago or, Hey, listen, I'll take it even a step further. i really am falling in love with the, the young talent of the Pittsburgh pirates. I know they're not there yet, but yep. man, O'Neill Cruz is going yes. to be a superstar. Oh T. Brian Hayes is going yeah. to be a superstar. They have a lot of young talent on that roster. 
And then last but not least, I think the Blue Jays are going to be a formidable team. I think three teams make the playoffs in the AL East. I think it'll be the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Baltimore Orioles. So we have a, a lot of a lot of things to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Yep. I think Houston and Texas are, are going to be the top two teams in the West. I think Seattle's going to fall off a little bit. I think they're a little overhyped. Yeah. Um, and I think the White Sox will make a huge run at the Central over the Guardians. I don't think the Guardians – I think the Guardians were – Played a little out there, out, out of their mind last year. Yeah, yeah, they kind of overachieved what they did. They kind of overachieved a little bit more last year. But like I say again, uh, Houston fans, don't panic again. We we never played in month of April really well. Last two years, we were 500 in the month of April. We was 500 overall in the month of April before we got on the big, a huge run in a World Series run. So I know we're two and six, two and four at this moment. The bats are not hitting well. We never hit well in the month of April. We never do. We never do that. Uh, pitching has not been great either. Pitching has not been the best. But hey, we should have won most of these games, especially against Detroit. We should have be. We should have beat Detroit. He said. Uh, Kyle said. I think the White Sox will be a part. The Red Sox will be a part of the wild card race. So I mean, man, like I say, man, it's a good show, y'all. Any last final thoughts from Gene before we end the show? Um. No, I know final thoughts here. I just really appreciate talking sports with four very knowledgeable people around me. Uh, it, it's great to to kind of get into a lot of this NBA playoff talk. Uh, I think that NFL offseason, the draft will be coming up. That'll be fun to get into. But right now, we're NBA playoffs. This is the yep. majority NBA show right now. And that's that's, that's where we're headed. Uh, MLB's cool. NFL's great when it's rolling. But this is basketball season right now. Yep. Yep. Mo. NBA is king. Um, that, that's all we're going to be talking about going forward. And who, who's not excited to see the first round matchups? I, like like Gene said, the Clipper-Laker game, that'll pretty much put everybody in their place. Yep. Yep. Yes, Jay? Can't really, like, right now it is basketball pre, pe, prime basketball. The be, you'll get the best basketball right around now. Playoff basketball. So it's right around the best time of the year for me to watch Hell yeah. football season. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. And just to comment on playoff basketball, there's one thing you're going to see these teams get exposed with. If you have teams that do not know how to run half-court sets, if you have teams that do not know how to scheme, uh, scheme baskets, you are going to see them be exposed in the playoffs because nobody is taking possessions, possessions off in the playoffs. Oh no. Mm-mm. No, no. Facts, facts. You hear me, Doc Rivers? There'll be none of that low management crap in the playoffs. Oh my goodness. Coach um, said uh coach said earlier that Brock Osweiler was his like his the, the name that like grinds his gears, right? Mm-hmm. Mine's Ben Simmons. Oh so, my god. I I just wanted to put that out there. Like yeah. there's nobody in and that the National Basketball Association, the National Football League, any nobody will, will get my blood boiling more than the Charmin Softy Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's on the way, he might be on the way out, out of the league. You just never know, man. Good, so, yeah. Nobody want to put up the Brooklyn Nets. Like, now nah, we got to shut you down, sir. We got to put you up out of the rotation. We got to shut you down right quick, man. Now nah, this ain't going to work. This ain't working. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if y'all ever want to get me a gift, my birthday, 
<laughs> my birthday is in October. If y'all ever want to get me a gift, I don't care. It could be before October. It could be like a half birthday gift. I, I'll give you my address. Send me the Ben Simmons Charmin jersey. They have a – I'm going to buy it. Charmin. Ultra soft. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Dez, uh, any final thoughts after uh, having to recover from that spanking my Rockets put on you last night? Any final thoughts, man? Have you recovered after man, that? I, no, I am so salt, man. I am so salt. <laughs> I had to look at the score twice. I said, you got to be kidding me, man. No, like, you got to be kidding And Jokic was playing. Come on, man. But No, we were playing that. We were <laughs> You can't. Yeah, you were right though. Uh, I gotta give Mo. I think Mo and you picked the Houston last night yesterday. Yo, I, so I, I gotta give credit where it's due. Um, <laughs> my picks were not good yesterday. I mean, OKC. I mean, like I'm, I was really disappointed, man. But um, I feel like uh, it's playoff basketball, man. That's the prime thing. We got the draft coming up pretty soon too, as well by the end of the month. Um, I know there's some boxing matches coming at the end of the month with Garcia and Davis as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I know uh, UFC fighter Asanya is fighting again soon, so. I mean, we're in the spring and summer prime, but the, like uh, Gene said in, in the playoff basketball, hit it on the nose. You're going to see teams getting exposed. Um, uh, the, the juiciest storylines for me is Phoenix. How can KD play with Phoenix in the playoffs? Because you can play good in the regular season. You only got a couple games in. Health is going to be a big issue. Uh, uh, space, ball movement, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Philly, I mean, can um, Joel Embiid get a supporting cast? You know, Denver. Can we stay consistent and have a, actually a good run, you know? So it's going to be juicy, man. Get the butter and popcorn ready because it's going to be popping. I love you, brother, but I'm telling you right now, you don't have to worry about them Phoenix Suns. Them Phoenix Suns <laughs> are going to run through the West outside the Warriors. You do not worry about those Phoenix Suns. They're the best team in the basketball, and I'm telling you that right now. You watch that team play fully healthy, and everybody wants to make excuses, right? They don't have depth. They don't play defense. That's all bullshit. Look at the roster. Look at the roster. I'm telling you right now that that, that Phoenix Suns team's winning the NBA Finals. Book it. And and listen, sorry, MVP. <laughs> I mean, like I said, my final thoughts, and like I said again. Like Gene brought it up, just had to bring his name up again. But again, um, I, I hope uh, Jadem trade Derrick Henry away because I'm tired of seeing that man play against Houston. No. And he was able to calm him down the second game, but that Barely. game against Houston, that game against Houston, the first game, the dude, the dude beat us by itself. With that man's not getting traded, and you know that. Well, y'all need to figure out a way to get him, get him fired. I'm tired of playing. I'm tired of killing, tired of him killing, killing us. I'm tired of him killing my team, killing my team. So, how, that, how man, you think the rest of the AFC South feel? How you think the red? No, they don't feel great. But I feel miserable playing him, playing him. I feel miserable. <laughs> I feel miserable playing him. So, uh, I say, man, shout out to everybody, man. Big shout out to everybody. Uh, for being a part of the panel this morning, it was really fun. I had a, I, I almost, uh, I'm la- I'm laughing my heart out dealing with Gene talking about the Lakers, but I guarantee you, we'll be talking about it again tomorrow, especially if they beat, if they today, tomorrow, <laughs> if beat, especially if they beat the Clippers, we'll be talking about them again. Key off ready, gonna put put the topic in, and we'll be back talking about them again. Uh, a team that's been playing chase all year with other with uh the top, you know, with the top uh one seeds with the top seeds in the league team that's been actually chasing all year but uh you know they've been doing been doing a great job so other than that uh shout out to y'all gene tell the people where they can hit you up at where they can follow you at tonight 
Wire to Wire Sports Podcast. Uh, last month in March, we broke a record for most downloads in a month uh, that we just set in November. Uh, we are we are growing at a, a great rate. What are y'all laughing at? You talking about Freddy? It's Freddy. <laughs> Freddy hey, Dean, I'm going to check y'all out tonight. Appreciate that. <laughs> we got a lot going on tonight. Tonight we got UFC talk. We got the Masters talk. We got our top outfielders list for MLB baseball. Uh, there's a lot to talk about tonight. There's a huge show on Wire to Wire. Uh, give us a download. Give us a share. Appreciate um, all the continued support. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mo. You can find me right here. Sports Empire Network. This is home. Jay. I mean, you can find me right here on Sports Empire Network, but if you wanted to listen to my podcast, I have a podcast called Jewelry Sports Stories. We cover mainly football and basketball, but we're, we're, we're transitioning to basketball season right now on season two. Dev? Uh, you can find me on the network or on Facebook. And uh, for Freddie, man, no. <laughs> I, listen, Freddie, I just want to hear – I want to hear how how Freddie talks tomorrow morning when the Clippers do them tonight. <laughs> I just want to hear that. And then listen, keep that same energy in the playoffs too. When you're down three one, keep that same energy in the playoffs. And uh, for my man Mo, this is for you, my friend. He said, "Sports Empire Network was home." I had to play it for him. Home, a place where we can go to take the weight off the shoulders. Let's My go. My guy. Y'all. Yeah, let's go, man, man. So shout out to everybody. I need really no introduction, man. Like I said, man, y'all can know y'all can find me right here on the morning show. Uh, y'all can find me at uh, me and Keith 7200, 7200 uh, seconds. Uh, y'all can find me, uh, like I say, NFL morning drive when that come back. Oh, y'all can find me everywhere. Y'all can find me everywhere. Really need no introduction. So, uh, as Freddie coming in the chat with this uh, buffoonery, I think Freddie, I think Freddie ducked Gene this morning. I really think Freddie kind of ducked Gene, got away ducking Gene this morning. So, other than that, guess we'll talk about that when we when we see him in the morning. But other than that, man, shout out to everybody. As for myself, uh, Coach, my guy Gene right here, my my guy Mo, Joy, and we got Dance. We see you guys in the morning and do not go, do not go Lakers.